everyone, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we want to give a shout-out to Jordan for actually, you know, being our engineer today. <laughs> she's she's doing the pump right now. Thank you. Oh, is that a washing machine? <laughs> Little changy chicken here. But yeah, she actually is our engineer today. Eric is fired. Jordan is in. Eric is out. The baby's about to be the engineer next. We're going to have the twins doing the thing. It's twin in them. <laughs> But yeah, this is episode 105. What it do? 105? Fuck. I know, right? Golly. Golly caputos. Come on. It's too early in the show to start that shit. You you being crazy. Um, how how was your how are you? Just how's everything? Um, I'm surviving. That's good. Is it? It's right. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am surviving too. I'm really just recovering from my parte. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's probably also why I'm still. We we overdid it. Tired. Like being up till four in the morning. I haven't done that in a while. I haven't done that in a long time because it's not like you know how like around one or two coming to party and everybody start leaving and that's the time where you start talking with friends and cleaning up. No, that was the pinnacle of the party, <laughs> like two or something o'clock in the morning. And like, I can never do that in my place again because I just can't. The floor probably will cave in. But the fact that I have it in the books that I had a party that wild in my place is really, really great for me. The next time I have a party that crazy and that big will be when I have a house. Because it was just was not enough space. I was like, damn, I had no seat. I was like, I'm the best friend. Let me sit. Nobody, <laughs> Nobody was like, give a fuck. Nobody was letting me sit down. I had stallion knees, y'all. Tell them, tell them Sabrina, because I feel like don't nobody believe me. Yeah, you kept on saying that. These are Hennessy knees. These are Hennessy knees. Yeah, I didn't say it like that. You said these are Hennessy knees. But I said in that tone. You was not yourself, so you don't know how you said it. I know that. No, you said these were Hennessy knees. Now that sounds like me. I was on trying some beast mode shit. Yeah, like, I was. You trying... said these were Hennessy knees. Like I'm a try... fucking dork. Or no, something. I was trying not to make you sound as intense as you. No, are. it's I know. See, when I get drunk, I know I sound like an animal, but I know I don't sound like a fairy. So that's he was it. like, these are Hennessy knees. He's like, wait, these are not my knees. I couldn't believe my knees was that strong. Hennessy really make you, like, it channeled my Meg, my Megan Thee Stallion. And I just, I had so much fun. So shouts to everybody who came. We had a lot of people who listened to the show that came and really had a chance to see how I throw a party. The goal is for every one of our listeners to get a chance to do something like that at some point through events. So, like, I don't know. It's just fun. It's just fun because... It, the people who like listen to Black Girl Brunch are so like minded, right? Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to everybody who came. It was, it was very crunk. It was crunk. It was very crunk. Um, and I felt like my mom, because like my mom liked to sit down and watch everybody have fun. And that was my. You was got my up, you, you did a little twerk for everybody. I did, but then I was like, that's enough. Yeah, but you unleashed real, real, <laughs> real quick. Yeah. It was one point where I was twerking and I never, I never, like, I'm used to dancing and nobody paying me no attention. And at one point in the night, everybody did. And I'm like, all right, can y'all stop? I'm shy. You was on the floor bending back. Okay. Wondering why you had bruises on the top of your feet. <laughs> Beyonce said, drop to your feet, arch your back, girl. What you, what I was supposed to do? I d- I was like, what the fuck, Ebron? I know. I was, was nervous about those bruises, though. They still there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you earned them. I earned those bruises, baby. <laughs> and then you go try to tell me, no, that's not what they from. I'm like, even Because, like, I just don't, I don't bruise easily. So, I, yeah, but I, liquor, you had liquor in your system, too. 
I just, but my pain threshold is like I'm real sensitive. I felt like somebody liquor. kicked me in my sleep. I felt like somebody hurt me. <laughs> I was sleeping with you, and no, I did not. You never know what you did while you're asleep. So, um, moving on in to our fade forward this week, we kind of just want to get back into that that back to school spirit because you know the commercials are popping up. I work in a school, so or kind of like a school, not really, but sorta. But the school year or the um, yeah, the program year, it's about to start for us. So it's really got me in that back-to-school mindset. And I used to love this time when I was back in school. Like, I used to love at this point where, like, the summer was ending and it was time to go back to school, see my friends. I love school supplies. I love packing a book bag up. I was really – I could not sleep the day before school. I wanted to go back that bad. I couldn't because I was like, fuck, I don't want to go. You didn't want to go back to school at the end of the summer? No. So you just wanted to stay home forever? No, I w- used to go to camp. Oh, uh, maybe that's why I wanted to go, because I never went to camp. Yeah. I was tired of being around kids. <laughs> that so makes like, a little bit more this. sense. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. I was, like, at my grandma's house in the summer. So I'm like, fuck, please. Never. I was always at camp. Nuh-uh. My mommy trusts people. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Which isn't right. Yeah. <laughs> but um. anyway, so now we're going to talk about our four fave school memories. And it could be from any grade, college, high school, anything. Oh, wait, real quick. Were you excited to go back to college when it was time? I was. Because I was an orientation leader. So I got to go before everybody. Okay, cool. All right. All right, fave for it. You first. Um. So one of my favorite school memories was when I was in my first school play at elementary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Excuse me. It was because uh, I was obsessed with Greek mythology when I was a kid. Shocking. I know. I was so obsessed with it. And I got to be in um, the play Narcissus. Um, and I was Hera, who was like this like mean. She was one of Zeus's wives. And she was mean. And I took it really serious, the role. And I was stomping on the stage. And it was a part where like Hera falls out. And I fell out on the stage, and it made a loud, like, bang, like, bang noise. <laughs> and one of my um, classmates' mom worked in an office, and she was like, she ran to the, like, lunchroom. It was like, looking like, what the fuck was that sound? Everybody was like, Sabria um, is on stage. <laughs> I, um, I took it so serious. I, like, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> But also, it's funny that you were so excited to be the evil person because I remember when uh, we had a Cinderella um, play at school. And originally, nobody else was singing. I blew the fucking house down singing uh, Keisha Cole Love. (laughs) However, I was still made to be the evil stepmom. But joke's on them. That was the first moment I realized I love being evil. Yeah, I was I so loved excited. it. I wanted if I was not Hera, I did not want to be in that play because that was my favorite. That was one of my favorite Greek goddesses. Um, because Hera, like her son, was Ares, and I just loved them together. Like I just, I was so obsessed with the Greek mythology, and I was like, I made it clear. I was like, I want to be Hera, and that's on period. I didn't say anything, but secretly I was hoping I'd be Cinderella. I was, but always then they made vocal. this girl who could not sing, but she was short. They made her Cinderella. So I was like, it's fine. And I was the evil stepmom and bitch was like evil. Like I I was evil as hell. Like it was at one part point where I had to like sing, I'm so pretty. Oh, so pretty. I'm, like I was going in. Like I was like throwing <laughs> shit around. 
And I was like, I fucking did that. Yeah, I always wanted to be the evil person. I never wanted to be like somebody nice um, in the play because I'm like, that's not fun to me. Yeah. But I always made it clear in my school plays who I wanted to be. Nice. If I was not this person, I did not want to. I always to. wanted to be the star, the good person. But you know what? I got to realize that it might not be me. You know? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I did not have all that matzo when I was in uh, – <laughs> When I was in a theater camp, because my teacher was mean. Um, another one of my favorite memories was graduating high school. I was so happy to get the fuck out of there. I don't even remember that day. That's wild. I remember, um, yeah, I remember that day. All I remember, I remember is being grateful. I remember I had a romper on. It was blue. Floral. Yeah, and I was mad that I didn't get an award. I was mad that we didn't get an award because we bent over fucking backwards for that school. But I'm so happy I learned a lesson about awards really yeah. young that they don't matter and they yeah, don't take away from what you did. Because I had got awards but not at graduation. Same. So I was, like, I was like upset about that. I was like, whatever. I was so happy to get the fuck out of there and get away from those people. Um, yeah, period. Um, another one of my favorite things at school was going on school trips, especially when I was in elementary school, because my school at elementary school would take us on some bomb trips. I'm talking, we would go see operas. Um, no, actually I didn't go to the opera because I was, um, on, my behavior wasn't well and <laughs> I had so to, and I had to have, and I had to, the thing is I wasn't bad. I was talkative. So they, and that's why so that's why um sometimes I would be weird about talking and speaking up for myself because when I was a kid I would get reprimanded for speaking. Yeah. Definitely which not is, good to teach people that. Yeah, which is like that's why when kids be like talking and stuff like that, I'm like, don't tell them to like shut up because like when I was a kid, I would literally cause I wasn't a bad kid. Like the thing is, I wasn't bad, like uh, like I would get smart with the teachers because I thought they were all fucking stupid. And now that I'm older, I know that they were stupid. <laughs> you, I was correct. I was definitely right. They were fucking dumb. And I definitely, as a kid, was smarter than them. And I still am. <laughs> um, but I would get in trouble for talking a lot, so I couldn't go to the opera. But we went to a lot of shows at this theater called Annenberg, mm -hmm. which is um near where I live, like on UPenn's campus. Mm -hmm. We would go there a lot, and like that really got me into theater, um, stuff like that. Um, we went to, like, farms. Like, we had really good school trips. Like, not stuff where, like, you go to the Philadelphia Zoo and you go to, like, you know, typical, like, museums. We went on some bomb-ass trips. And I always love school trips. Yes. Same. Um, another thing that was my favorite is I really liked class parties. Um, ele elementary school because I'm a school of white kids and white people they really they set the bar for their kids and you just follow <laughs> we mm -hmm. had class parties okay like one time I um oh also your birthday's in the summer yeah so you and other party. people did but, but I just I had I had a really fun class party when first of all I didn't even know this is another reason why I probably love surprises um, we came back in the classroom and it was all this Powerpuff Girl stuff set up. And my parents had brought like a Powerpuff Girl, like cupcakes and like cake, and it was like all these balloons that and stuff so set cute. up. I was so, so happy. Um, yeah, so we had a we had a lot of class parties. 
And because my birthday <laughs> was near, um, I forgot which test it was. It was, I forgot. It was, it was some standardized test that my birthday was near. And I had a lot of pressure on me. My birthday was near a standardized test, report cards. <laughs> I had a lot of pressure on me personally. But yeah, that was my, mainly my favorite, um, like, memories and stuff was, like, from elementary school. Because, like, even though that was, like, the first time that I witnessed racism, um, I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot of stuff there. Because, like, I, we did origami, um, even though I would never uh, do. That was cute. We did it, too. And we went to go see a play. Yep. Uh, that was, I love stuff like that. And, like, um, even though I would never do it now, we raised, um, we, were, we raised silkworms. Same. We got to take them home. And then we had a class, Monarch Butterfly. But after the butterfly, like, was. We freed them. Yeah, we freed the butterfly. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of class, like, pets animals and stuff but I was so I remember I brought the silkworms home and like I was like so obsessed with them and I was like staring at them then when they started moving and shit I was like oh, oh yeah get shit. out of here <laughs> go home but they die real quick though yeah what's the fucking point of a silkworm no them niggas really was dead weak ass weak ass weak ass <laughs> bitch um for me first favorite memory was international food day in middle school um, I've been wanting to do something like this ever since this happened for me in middle school, but, um, everyone had to pick a, like, continent or pick a heritage or culture or something like that and then bring food based on that. And I was so happy because mom was soul food because, you know, black, the black community and stuff like that. So that was my advisory's theme. This was in eighth grade. And my mom bought in macaroni and cheese that, that fucking tore the house down. <laughs> But one thing I did not like looking back on it is that you had to pay, like, for tickets, right? You'd bring, like, a dollar or something like that in, and with that dollar, you'd get, like, four tickets. And each food cost a different amount of tickets. Like, macaroni and cheese was, like, one ticket. And, like, though back then I didn't have a problem with it because, like, my mom gave me money and prepared me for it, I don't like any activities that include money. I don't. I don't think that children should be barred from participating because of money like I just think that if you're going to have something like that just have it don't make it about money for students because they can't go work <laughs> in eighth grade yeah so that's it was a fantastic memory because I remember I had like shamrock shake and like tacos and like it was just a great opportunity for all of us to learn even with the soul food just understanding shamrock why we shake food. they said that was Irish <laughs> So the Irish uh, people <laughs> had bought in like shamrock shake and like Irish potatoes and shamrock. I definitely feel like that's definitely America's interpretation. Probably, of but I was not angry. Yeah, yeah shit was delicious. <laughs> so what you gonna do? But, I never um, had one of those. I fucking love shamrock shakes. How do it? Is it minty? It kind of yeah, it's a little minty. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Kind of honestly, if you had mint chocolate chip ice cream, you pretty much had a shamrock shake. Never had mint chocolate chip ice cream. You gotta grow up at some point. I don't like it. How you you said you never had it? I know I wouldn't like it. But you like pepper. But you like fucking thin mints. Yeah, it's different. So how is chocolate and mint? It's too green. So you don't like the color. Tea. So if you had <laughs> mint chocolate chip also, ice cream that wasn't green, what is the the ice cream flavor? Is it vanilla or that's chocolate? The the mint chocolate chip. The ice cream tastes like mint. vanilla mint. Vanilla mint. Okay. And then it's chocolate chunks in it. Might be open to it. You should try it. You probably will really enjoy you it. You just love ice cream. True. But I don't love all flavors. But the flavors that you're passionate about, boy. The passion <sighs> burns. 
I mean, T. Well, the last, another favorite memory is the last day of seventh grade. Like, this is going to sound so narcissistic, but come on. Um, so oh I remember, <laughs> like, in seventh grade, like most middle schoolers, like, I just wasn't popping like that. Like, I just wasn't. Um, and this was, like, one of those times where I had just, got, like, put my all into getting dressed for the last day of school. I had wore all white. And, like, these one boys that picked on me all year, they kept staring at me. And I was like, why y'all keep looking at me? And I just was sure that they was going to try to tear down my confidence. And I remember the one guy was like, well, we keep looking at you because you look really pretty. Aww. And I was like, oh, Thank you. And they were like, yeah, you look really, like, good today. You look really nice. And that, like, I made up with this guy that I was feuding with the entire year. And, like, granted, he was only nice to me because he was attracted to me in that moment. It <laughs> still moment. felt really, really great to have a boy in seventh grade for the first time tell me to my face that I was hot. Like, what? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, definitely made a difference to my confidence. It was the first time somebody was like, Iman, you are pretty. I was like, oh, thank you. Also, I loved campaigning for to be the president <laughs> with you. I still remember like my my little slogan, "Hey man, vote for Iman." <laughs> probably problematic, probably problematic. But what I like most about it is the the girl who was my opponent, quote unquote, the first time around. She tr- she literally sent a picture of herself with like a bra on and walked by me and was like, "Sex sells." She said, "Oh that. yeah, I remember that." She said that to me. I'm like, "You're you're 16." Can you fucking calm down? What in the euphoria? She said, <laughs> sex sells. And I'm like, not really, because you lost. So, you know, and it was funny because shouts to Eric. Eric, do you remember this? When we were in high school and I came out and I had you and Eric play uh, Encore. No, uh, yeah, I had y'all play Encore for me when I came out to run for president on stage. It was you and Eric. I mean, you, Eric, and uh, the other Eric, and Roger, and Scott, uh, the girl, she did her, um, she did her speech, and she went on stage. And then you, uh, you cannot tell a story without saying somebody's name. Can you, can you? I didn't say her name. You didn't, but it was like, oh. okay. But well, you really couldn't let me live. But so anyway, imagine <laughs> this girl saying her simple ass speech, and then here, dun 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 dun. Then I get out and I do my little Barack Obama wave, walk from <laughs> one side of the stage to the next. I'm like, bitch, I'm winning, and I did. And then I won the next year again. And that person tried to use my intelligence. Yeah. They said, but why are you gonna vote for her? You gonna vote for somebody smart, bitch? Both, because I help you balance <laughs> an equation in chemistry. Never forget that. Okay, so I love winning and becoming a president. And I remember my yearbook, one teacher said, Iman, you took your role as the president so serious. (laughs) And I'm like, I did. And I still do. Like, it was really important to me. (laughs) And finally, my favorite is our high school lunch table. Um, We sat with perhaps the funniest group of girls on fucking planet Earth. Yes. Oh, my God. One day we launched a piece of broccoli into the air by accident and it landed on the ceiling and and it was funny because it didn't come back down and that was like at the beginning of the school year and then the last day of of school like graduation we were sitting with our cap and gowns on and then we looked up and we started getting emotional because the broccoli was still there on the ceiling yeah and i just want to go back to the school to be like yo is that broccoli still there that's dirty as shit but like is it there like it just was like we sat with the funniest silliest craziest girls and like if you think we funny I mean, they might be problematic, but they are funny just funny like us. Funny as shit. Funny as, like, can't breathe funny. Yeah. So that was crazy. So, yeah, Faye for, that was it. You know what I forgot? What? The Scholastic Book Fair. 
that shit popped because they used to transform rooms around yes yes i love that shit and that's how i got into star wars for i was into star wars for a week and then i fell asleep in the movie theater in the movie my dad (laughs) my dad was like you know that you know that um that thing and that guy was like yo raggedy ass (laughs) that's how my dad was was looking at me like because i was obsessed with so in the star wars prequels it was i don't know if you remember queen amadea i forgot i don't remember them oh sorry (laughs) but natalie portman she was like this really pretty pretty queen i remember that and i was obsessed with her and as a kid you can't differentiate like being obsessed with something and not being obsessed with the whole series so i'm like now i love star wars so i had to get so i had like two books i got from the scholastic book fair with her on it because i was so obsessed with her and i was like i need to go see the movies and then my dad took me to go see the movies i felt right to sleep <laughs> in the movie theater my dad i hate kids, <laughs> That's my I hate kids. me saying hercules i was knocked i, I don't <laughs> remember hercules i felt right to sleep you know when you'd be so sleep that like when you was a kid you'd be slumped in a chair and your knees be knocked together like i was like like, That's disrespectful. So disrespectful. Like that. My dad was like, "What the? <laughs> you probably had popcorn on your leg, everything." Then and I, then I went to see the next one. I was like, "Cause George Banks gonna be in there." My dad was like, "Come on now, <laughs> the hell going on? I can hear him right now." I like the Scholastic Book Fair because I got this book that taught me how to doodle Powerpuff Girls, and honestly, that was my secret weapon. Oh yeah, I remember that book. Uh, that was my secret weapon because I had all I realized all the Powerpuff Girls have different hairlines. Oh yep. And once I realized how to draw that, I used to impress everybody with that shit. Uh, I'm a draw. I can draw one for you right now if you want. But um, do my Powerpuff Girl tattoo. Sure. <laughs> They're like, why one pupil bigger than the other? <laughs> I like blossom. I was like, she was a that. <laughs> I was like, my best friend did it. Period. Um, so moving on into Toast for Assess. This week we're toasting to Missy because one, she's Missy. But mm-hmm. two, because you know what? People are finally giving her her things. Shout out to MTV for finally giving her the video Vanguard Award After robbing her. in 2019. They robbed her last year, but yes, with Borlo. Yes, like go and give J Lo the award. I will never forget that because like J Lo. Like I said, the only award she should be getting is award for the for the best body uh, to be her age and best sparkly dresses. And it's called the Video Vanguard Award. Video, like she had maybe two iconic videos, three if I'm being generous. And I can't name any of them right now. Um, Love don't cost a thing. That was iconic. Um, I feel like it was because that dance sequence. Okay, um, if you say so. I was say, oh, you didn't also grow up in the house with Jarrell, so. But that don't make it iconic. <laughs> it I always say this. To us I always house. say this. If it was iconic, I would have known about it. Because like, there are a lot of things, a lot of music I don't listen to, but I know um, the song, I know the video. If you had my love, because she had like, no, was if you had my love, I forgot. It was one where she was behind this green thing. Um, that video, um, get Jenny, right. I would say Jenny from the Block is more iconic than oh, all yeah. of that. It's Jenny from the Block, get right, and that one with uh, LL Cool J. Yeah, all my pride is all I had because, like I said, that nude lip definitely did slay with the hoodie on. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. I'm not trying to discredit J-Lo's talent or anything like that because I do like her, especially as an actress. And her songs that she's given us are really great, but video is what we're talking about. With that being said, I can't wait for Missy to really get on the stage and do her thing because you know it's going to be some creative shit. Like, don't forget the last time Missy gave us a performance, she was dressed like a fucking alien in water. So, I cannot wait. I I can't wait for her to give us, like... That's the only uh, reason why I'm watching it. That is going to be the only reason why I watch it. And I just 
just love Missy. I love how problematic she has stayed throughout her entire you career. You said problematic? Has she stayed? I said unproblematic. Oh. I thought I said that. If I didn't say that, I meant how unproblematic Missy has stayed throughout her entire career. Because she just makes Always music. showing love, never beefing, never being catty or anything like that. So, shouts to Missy and um, shouts to MTV for actually giving her her things and acknowledging that it's just what's that time. Yeah. And shouts to people to put the pressure on them. Because we that's what we do in 2019. Like, if things don't go our way, we put pressure. So, yeah. All right. So, Tea Time. Hot Girl Summer. How'd you like the song? I really liked it, even though I feel like, like I said, I still stand where I said Ty Dolla Sign shouldn't be on it. It should have been Kalani. Yep. And I said on that. It should have been Kalani. Like... She literally could have said the same thing, like, Realize, never give a fuck, my bitch. Dun, dun, dun. It would have been so much more beautiful. And Ty Dolla Sign didn't do anything wrong. It's just that he didn't it's, do anything right. And he's you not know? a girl. It's called You're not a girl, girl, bitch. It's called Hot Girl Summer. And you you just should have ate your rice somewhere else. But, um, yeah, you know. And I'm tired of him with those um, cat eyes. <laughs> I just picture him with an eyeliner on, like a winged eyeliner. But you know what? Meg ripped it. She did her thing. I loved that they um, sample City Girls uh, act up in there. That's just so decent. Something about hearing real ass bitch really just elevates the song for me. The beat is real chill. Nikki, I love when she said when we talk, when we call a hot girl summer, we not talking about degrees. Like, that yeah. was decent. Like, it, it just was a cute little bop. And I definitely got my life to it at my party this weekend. Yeah. So I'm happy. We talked about it last week, so it was, like, nice to actually hear it. Like I said, song dropped for my birthday. So it was nice to <laughs> – um, it was a great gift. Um, moving on uh, into Queen Radio, since we kind of talked about the <laughs> That already. I said already. We talking about her already. That but, bitch um, snapped, okay? So Queen Radio actually uh, celebrated its one-year anniversary, which I didn't think it was that long since she'd been snapping on Stormy and <laughs> bring calling Travis Scott a nigger and, you know. Fuck it, sell it, fuck a T-shirt. <laughs> but, like, listen, as messy as Queen Radio was, are we really going to pretend like it hasn't given us so much material? <laughs> It has given us so much. Like True. Queen Radio has <laughs> taken me on an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> However, it's been growth. It's been a it's been a growth experience. She's like I at this point, I have said to myself, I'm not gonna stop liking the human Minaj. I think that she's a little bonkers, but you know what? <laughs> So is Mariah Carey. True. And all my faves. So I feel like, you know what? The more we make peace with her just being a little bit of a Looney Tune, the better. Because, like like I said, it's got, like, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like she don't have nobody to talk to. Yeah. Including her man. Nobody. Yeah. So I just, like, whatever. Just get it out. But that's not to say some of the things she said isn't problematic. We'll get to that. So. Joe Budden uh, got red to filth. She cursed him out. Um, it was Good. all over um, Joe Budden really calling uh, the Hot Girl Summer song with Meg Calculated. Um, and I Mind don't like that. Mind your fucking business. A lot of people were doing that, though. Like, oh, Nikki just want to prove she Nikki happy she got friends and stuff like that. It's like, yo, even if you thought that to be true, what do you fucking gain by trying to create drama where it just doesn't exist? Even if somebody is faking to get along with somebody, that's still more healthy than know? being ignorant. Yeah, but I don't think that it was fake. Like, 
I think that you make people feel uncomfortable when you try to start a beef between them. And it's also uncomfortable for Meg, too, because, like, she really saying, look, I'm doing a song with, like, somebody who really inspired me, and y'all trying to make it negative. Yeah. So that's one thing. Two, um, it seems that, you know, Joe was just saying uh, things about her uh, from the beginning, you know, saying that... um, Saying, br- bringing up drug allegations. In fact, Nicki Minaj uh, told uh, told her producers to cut Joe B- Button's mic off and said, it's been malicious and specific to me because he and I were under the same people when we were coming up. I used to think to myself, this man is so bitter, true. I didn't think his ego was that out of control that he couldn't admit that he was wrong. I don't understand what about Joe Button would make you think that he uh, he could admit that he was wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, in here, Virgo. <laughs> Please. Good luck, Chuck. Yeah, and then they quickly made up, so that was purposeless. Uh, and then she was <laughs> on his podcast today. So I'm like, okay, I was happy that you snapped on Joe Button, but then you didn't stick she to it. She said, cut his mic off. <laughs> That's funny. Then, on top of that. I'm going to just start saying that every time somebody get on my fucking nerves. Cut his the, mic off. But that's not it's not effective if you really can't cut it. Cause then they no, just but it's fun, it's funny though. I know. No, imagine okay, imagine you saying something to somebody out of nowhere, somebody says, Cut his mic off. You gonna look crazy as shit and they're gonna get scared. What the fuck is she talking about? I picture somebody, you just walk away. Cut his mic off. You're out. What can I, you say to me? I I just continue to talk. I picture like That's you though. Okay, cool. That's what I'm picturing. You saying like cut his mic off to me. I'm like, what the Why fuck are I, you talking see, about? Yo, you can never take yourself out. You such a Leo. What are you supposed to <laughs> think about when somebody says they're gonna do no, something? I said when you arguing with a nigga. Okay, with a nigga meaning your man. I didn't know if you meant a nigga or a nigger, meaning another person. No, or just a, a nigga's nigga. gender neutral. True. A nigga or like somebody not like somebody random. I would never argue with you. I know, but somebody else could argue with me and say, cut your, cut his mic off. And I'd be like, bitch, it ain't no mic here. I would just sort of walk away. I'd be like, cut his mic off. It is. It a, is. Okay, I, all right. Sorry. Maybe I took it too <laughs> you seriously. You shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Eric over here cracking the fuck up. It is funny, but I'm, I was like, but it's no real mic. Like, It's like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm be honest with y'all. I'm a little too technical for this. You technical? I'm a little too technical for this. It's funny. Like just, I know, but it's really not a mic in front of them. So, but it's that's what make you look crazy. Like imagine somebody looking irate. Okay, it's just a shit. line. It's like a line, but it's not. Yeah. I was say, but you really see. Yeah. I really like to shut people up. Yeah, you. That's the goal. Serious. The goal you is too. for you to be the fuck I like quiet. To also I like that Nicki Minaj up. took his voice away physically. She said. If you are talking, my audience won't hear you. And that's what I like. And if you say cut your mic See, off to you somebody. you serious as shit. Okay. I'm thinking of. I was talking about stripping someone of their power. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a snappy comeback. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. I'm like, just like, because also I like freaking people out. I want to be like Ursula when she took Ariel voice. <laughs> yeah. You mind? Yes. She actually did turn this mic off. Yeah, that's funny. It is. I mean, that was hilarious. But um, yeah, I, I just that's that's crazy. Next, uh, let's talk about uh something else she addressed on Queen Radio, which is the hashtag <laughs> Black Girl Tragic. So instead of saying the thing that we all have been saying to uplift Black women, which is hashtag Black Girl Magic, Nicki Minaj decided to upload a picture of her in her uh. 
creepy ass pervert man and says, um, what did she say? Oh, shout out to Black Girl Tragic. I mean, Black Girl Magic. Never forget, there are 7 billion people in the world, but you choose to interrupt your important life to go to another Black Girl page to project your own insecurities. Hashtag kiss my ass and my anus. Shout out to my bad bitches, though. Hashtag hot girl summer. Um, so, I've, I don't know what has... Like, I have also been talked about by black women before. She said, you black bitches. I felt that. Yeah, she went, She then went on Queen Radio and said, black girl, um, black, black girl tragic, and it's black bitches that do it the most, and I don't give a fuck. Y'all mad at me using that fucking hashtag. So, not only did she make a terrible decision, once again, she stood in it. Because that's Nicki Minaj's history. That's something that we shouldn't be shocked about. When she does or says something stupid, she will stand in it, repeat it, and own it, and the barbs will fall, fall in line. And my thing with... Um, just Nikki and the Barb's, like like I said, I'm gonna always be a fan of her because I respect her. But when you respect somebody, you call them out. Yeah, you if you if you respect somebody, you, their expectation for them is that they're better. So the fact that y'all don't respect y'all don't call y'all fave out and hold her accountable for the shit that she says says that you don't respect her and you believe that she is ignorant and that she can't do any better. Or you which just, is just, sad. Yeah, or you just gonna eat whatever. She put on your plate. Yeah. Because everything else, I don't have a problem with she said. It was saying, like, black bitch, you black bitches. Also, like, shit like that, I feel like it's kitchen table talk. Because then yeah. when you put that out into the world, that gives other people that's not in, you know, the box uh, free reign to try to come for us. Exactly. It's definitely locker room talk. Like, we say this all the time. There are certain things I'm not going to say in the podcast. Like, yes, I've had issues where I have been attacked by black people, and it makes me more frustrated because, like I said, I've said this actually before on Twitter. It wasn't just locker room talk. It sucks when you go and you stand up for black people and you advocate for them, and then they say some shit to you that's like, bitch, I'm just trying to help. You know what I mean? It is frustrating. But never in my life am I going an umbrella and take something that was meant to empower black women <coughs> and make it negative <coughs> oh excuse me yeah like black girl tragic <coughs> what the fuck is wrong with you also i heard black girl tragic was actually an abuse hashtag so someone was saying that black girl tragic let me find it Jesus. Hashtag Black Girl Tragic is a hashtag for women who have been beaten, murdered, and ended up missing, but she's using it because someone says something mean about her. This is the same lady who pulls the I'm a black woman card whenever she gets dragged. So it's like, not like obviously, I know she probably didn't know that that's what Black Girl Tragic meant, but like at the end of the day, like why, why, any opportunity to bring down your own people because a few mean barbs says something to you is crazy. Cause like as a black woman, like does that make me, does that evoke any emotion out of me? Not necessarily. Yeah. But am I looking at you like you're dumb and you can't comprehend and that you can't, you know, really, really channel your frustration? Like, aren't you sure that Beyonce probably get hatred from black women under her post? And what does she make? Browns, people talking about her kids. People, the black, who was talking about her kids the most? Black women. Okay. And what did she make? Brown skinned girls. I love my baby hair with baby hair and afros. You can't take one person being mean to you and intact the whole group. Uh, that is no comprehension skills. But you know what? Wordplay don't mean you smart. And we got to stop thinking that everybody has critical skills and accept them for who they are. Uh, but like I said, if you don't respect them, 
If you respect him, you hold him to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. At this point, I don't think Nikki can do any better. I don't think she could be any more intelligent than what she's been. So that's why I'm not urgent. But as her fans, y'all really think this is the best she can do? Yeah. That's the best she could do. If it were Beyonce, though, I'd be very upset because I would think that she knows better. Yeah. Be so like, I'd be like, not you. Not not Rihanna. Y'all smart. Y'all y'all are smart women. But Nikki, like I said, she's a great rapper, but she's not that intelligent. And I'm just going to hold her there. In order to be a fan of her, that's what I have to do, except that that's where she is. And uh, try to love her as best as I can. That's all I can do. Mwah. Mwah. Black bitches. <laughs> Also, she'll be getting married soon, which I don't even want to talk about. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> but she did say that if niggas like Charlemagne and DJ MB keep talking about her, they're going to have to talk to her husband instead. I don't oh. know what that old nigga going to do besides fucking going to cardiac restaurant chasing by. I was going to say, what he going to do besides sleep with their daughters? <laughs> <laughs> Nasty bitch. Oh, yeah. Also, not trying to be smart, but now it would be really rude if somebody said Black Girl, that's the name of her new tour should be Black Girl Tragic because she didn't <laughs> get it off the ground. So it's just like, let's just focus on your job, okay? Queen Radio is not a tour. So let's get, get the tour going because Queen didn't have one. Yeah. So she says she's working on a new album. Hopefully that's not Black Girl Tragic. Hopefully you get a tour going. Hopefully you get on the road and do your thing. Uh, next, uh, let's talk about Lizzo because a major misunderstanding happened this weekend. And I think partly it's because niggas can't read. One, two, uh, y'all was waiting for her to say something just so y'all could call her all a types fat of... Fat bitches. Yeah. Because, like, we hate fat women in this society and we hate black women in this society. So, damn, if a woman is fat and black, ooh, with a nerve to be confident. Like, that is, like... Grinds people gears. Damn. How... Why in her black motherfucking mind would she think it's okay to be confident? But she did. Um, and she went on... She took the Twitter to say, Sometimes I get pissed that there are people who call Future and Sway Lee rappers and still question whether or not I belong in the rap conversation. But then I remember I have the number four song in the country, Laugh, Go Back to My Dream Job, and Log Off. So, of course, people took that as, like, oh, what Future and Sway Lee got to do with this? You just mad. Don't nobody like your shit. This and the other. You ain't that talented. And, like, I like I think that if she would have said a woman, it would have seemed catty. Mm -hmm. But if she would have said a man, it would have seemed like she's just trying to pull the quote-unquote uh, feminism slash sexism card. So, I'm like... It was no winning in this situation, but I guess what she was saying, if a, if rappers like um, Future and Sway Lee can both sing and rap, then why can't, and be called rappers, why can't she be called one? Yeah. So people are confused about what it is that she do, does, and I don't think that, I mean, I can see how initially somebody could think that, but I think that that... The, the next step will be further questioning versus snapping and calling all exactly. types of names. I know somebody said um, that I was, like, talking to, had a nice conversation with, actually, even though they disagreed with me, um, saying that maybe she should have said Missy, like, instead of comparing herself to, like, Sway Lee and Future. But I think Missy, Missy, like I said, definitely can, she is compared to Missy as far as the creativity, the both singing and the rapping. But you got to look at where Missy is in her career versus where Lizzo is in her career right yeah, now. Yeah, I think she's talking Missy, about I don't want to say Missy is inactive because she's 
been doing her shit. I'm sure she's been performing. It's like stuff. She, she hasn't released anything in a while. Like she's ride the wave of her old records, and because her catalog is so good, Missy don't have to make shit else for the rest of her life, and mm-hmm. she's relevant. That's mm-hmm. just it. But right now, Future and Sway Lee are probably more. Um, they're they're kind of in the game right now. They're playing yeah, ball. They have like they both have Billboard charts like that's going neck and neck right now. Exactly, and like I think. It's about, like, relevance to the time, not relevance in history, because if that's the case, you can just start comparing yourself to Prince. You can start comparing yourself to anybody you want. Like, every rapper has probably sang a little bit at some point, but I think she was just trying to make it relevant to right now. Who knows what she was thinking? But... She did take to Twitter again to say, I forget that the internet is not the place my emotion for my emotions anymore. I love everybody. Good night. I love Future and Sway Libra. The point went straight over y'all's heads. I'm just saying we all share a similar rap sing style. Stream Sunflower by Sway Lee. And then she said stream The Wizard, I think, by Future. So I just, I'm happy she clarified it. But I would feel so stupid. And I'm happy Sway Lee or Future didn't say anything. Yeah. Because that would have just made everything really, really worse. And also, like, Future Hive is the worst. Oh, you talking about the men who hate women the most? Yeah. I'm like, so what do what's, what do y'all do like about women besides getting them pregnant and leaving them? That's it. What do y'all like about women? That's it. Yeah. Boy, bye. All right. Breakups and break-ins. We got Miley and Liam. Again. <laughs> they are broken up. And I'm scared Again? to fucking death. I'm scared. Because y'all know what happened the last time she broke up. She was flapping around like a wet uh, uh, chicken thigh on the stage. She was like, nigga, 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 nigga. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Every time I think about that performance of her at the VMA Awards with with her flabby ass and that tight-ass leather white underwear flapping around, Oh, my God. And she's kind of starting it with that hot girl summer and dancing and twerking again. <laughs> and that video, somebody was like, <laughs> the crackhead outside of 7-Eleven when I'm getting a slurpee. <laughs> Did you see that 7-Eleven responded? No. It was, I forgot what the fuck they said, but they, it was pretty much like a word, like some <laughs> shit like that. But she's starting it up, and it all makes sense. But damn, they getting a divorce. The first time they just broke up. <laughs> this time, uh-huh. divorce. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it's really going to actually be a divorce. I think they meant for each other. They just, oh my gosh, they their relationship is so ghetto. I want to know what they be arguing about. <laughs> she bet, Liam, okay, you you just don't respect me. You don't give me enough but attention. I, no, I feel I like I feel like I feel like she the type that want to be like, I just want to be free. Like, I just feel like I'm suffocating. It's like I don't think fuck? so. I don't think so because she acts like a fucking wild animal when she's not in a relationship, and she acts tamed and happy when she isn't. But one. also, she is Sagittarius. I really feel like it's. I feel like. They just probably grew apart or some shit Back like that. Back me up, Sagittarius follow. I mean, listeners. Listen. Y'all know. I think Miley is one of those girls that loses her biscuits when she's not in a relationship. And I can't stand the type. You know why? Because you, like, not Miley is not fun when she's single. But, like, you ever had a girlfriend when she's single, she fun as shit? And then when she get in a relationship, you be like, damn, we was just having fun. And I know I'm not going to see you no more. Yeah. 
I used to have a girlfriend like that um, back in like middle school. She'd be, I used to love when she broke up with her boyfriend. That sounds terrible. But like she was fine. We used to be on the phone talking and laughing. Soon as she get a nigga, she a different person. I don't like I that. I can't stand people like that. But in Miley's case, I fucking liked it because she was back on her cracker tip. She was doing country I shit. I was about to say, she was like, man, I don't know what to do. <laughs> she said, I want to go home. Now she was like, I'm in the club, breaking my bones. <laughs> Found my home in Texas. <laughs> she really was singing a song, Sandy song, when she wanted to go home. <laughs> but, um, Liam Hemsworth said on Instagram, Hi, y'all. Just a quick note to say that Miley and I have recently separated, and I wish her nothing but health and happiness going forward. This is a private matter, and I have not made, nor will I be making, any comments to any journalists or media outlets. Any reported quotes attributed to me are false. Peace and love. Oh, wow. His publicist snapped when she wrote that. <laughs> she really won't. Or they really went off. I love that. Wait, yes. who his brother Thor? Hell yeah, it's Thor. Okay, I don't know why my brain was even though his name is Hemsworth. For some reason, I'm like he related to Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> I don't know That's why. That's just racist. It's just tall white people. I'm sorry, Alexander Skarsgård. I just be wanting to fight. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. After seeing him in Big Little Lies, I'm like, no, he. <laughs> No, I don't care. Thing is, I, I always know. thought he was. I have. I told you sometimes fear and attraction intersect for me <laughs> so and that's scary because that makes me be like i'm scared of you but i also like you um yeah hit me up on instagram and twitter if any of you also have that unhealthy toxic trait because i'm being transparent and vulnerable here by admitting it but it's my truth but it's funny because like me and you had the opposite types i like people that i can stand over and be like i don't know i like and you like <laughs> guys that's like get over here yes i like being dominated so if y'all know, if y'all know anybody who is like over six seven and like dominate, I mean, over six, <laughs> but no, I was in a scratch guard. That is also you. I realize also what makes him even scarier. His eyes. No, what? It's because his brother. No, sorry, 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 sorry. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's when you know it's because he's not. American, Swedish. so when he he's, he's Swedish, so he's trying to mask his accent, so he like is like trying, and he sounds even scarier to me, like him like all right when you he watch really have an accent. Listen, listen. I mean, watch when you can finish watching Big Little Lies, you will understand what I'm talking about, because it's like. He don't really have accent, but you know, it's that, um, you know how, like, uh, like how Beyonce, like, she not all that sudden, but sometimes it, like, yeah. depending on who she talking it to, where out. she at, I think, because you keep on talking, you acting, so you talking all day, and so he probably, like, knows it'll, like, slip in and out. When you continue watching Big Little Lies, why are you smiling? Because you <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I didn't even realize I was smiling. <laughs> I was smirking <laughs> No, I feel creepy as shit. Why the fuck am I smiling at you? Why are you in the dark? Why are you talking about this? No, because like, uh, no, listen to it. Because I was listening. Cause, and when I was finishing watching it today, I was like, okay, this is what makes me see. Because he kind of, like, that's why he was so good at being a vampire. Because he, like, is battling. It's those two accents. And he trying to, like, mask it. And he do talk super clear. Yeah, he talks super clear. And it's like, like, I thought I told you and the children. I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> again, hot, sexy to me. I, I really, I'm when I go to therapy. That's the first thing I'm gonna talk to him about is um 
that intersection of like attraction and fear. Like also I read this article um on Vice News where this girl was saying when she's scared, sometimes she gets turned on too. Now mine I wouldn't say when I'm scared I get turned on. But sometimes men who like intimidate me also I'm attracted to them. So it's not uncommon. There are people who kind the both of the like emotions are so like um, fierce. I think that when they intersect, it's like double fierce, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> but can't you see me marrying him? Yeah, I've always said that. I've always manifested that. Did, did I not? Yes, but I just but I, it is kind of hard watching him in this abusive role and trying to separate him from that. And I can only imagine what it's like when people play really shitty characters like that. Cause um, that shit is he's just... real. And the type of abuse that he does seems very realistic to me. Like I feel like in so many sh- we talk my big little eyes by the way. And like so many shows when somebody's abusive, um, it's like they grab the wife by the arm and she's like Benjamin, you're hurting me. <laughs> like that... which is not funny. I mean, it makes fun domestic. But, but that shit's spooky when somebody's here hurting like that like to say no, that but Nicole like, Kidman's character the way she looks at him in his eyes is like I can't breathe can you stop can that you bitch stop? can act her ass off okay and I like I love when she hits him back I fucking love that. Like, Nicole Kimmon is fucking bravo, man. She played a hell out of that role. I love when she, he does something to her and you can see this anger inside her because that's how I am. But also, if you do something to me, I will fucking do it back I, without thinking about it. But also, it's like she can't believe it. She's like, he fucking did it again. Yeah. He did it again. He did it again. And she is like, no matter what she thinks he's going to do to her, she always hits him back. And, like, that part of me, not that that's good in a relationship, but I think we're not used to seeing it. So I'm happy. Like, I'm just excited. So many new stories are being told, and, like, I'm catching on to it. And that's so refreshing in the the world of, like, remake, 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 the redo, the redo, the redo. Like, some new-ass stories where women are admitting motherhood is not enough for me. And if you fucking put your hands on me, I'm going to put your hands, I'm going to put my hands on you back. Not all of us have the power to admit or to do those things, but it is empowering to see it. So, yeah. Anyway, Liam and Miley are broken up. Uh, And also, (laughs) we're going to just skip to this next story. Santonia Brown is married. She just got out the pen, and now she married to uh, a, a pretty Ricky member. His name is um, L- Jay Long. Yeah, Jay Long. So I don't remember Jay Long and yeah, the, and yeah. Pretty Ricky. I just remember Spectacular and the, the crazy one, Pleasure P. Uh, Pleasure P. And Slick Slickums is his name. Yeah, Slickums. I did not remember Jay Long. He yeah. must have been like a backup dancer or something. Let me see. <laughs> Pretty Ricky though. That remember when Grind on Me came out? I hated it. Oh, I love Grind on Me, but I was used I, to, I used to watch it in privacy. When Pretty Ricky brought me so much stress when I was a kid, and I remember I went to go see um, them. I saw like the screen tour, and Pretty Ricky was there, and everybody was singing like Grind on Me, and I was like, I'm telling. <laughs> My favorite part is when Pleasure P like breaks it down. He's like looking at no eyes. I all I can see <laughs> I always hated like I'm sexual. Like I always hated, I always hated music like that. I always liked it. Sometimes I stuff like but that. I don't really like, like Keith Sweat. Let me lick you down to your collarbone. I'm sexual. <laughs> 
I'm like, how they say sexual? <laughs> they were like, I'm sexual. <laughs> I used to be like, he said, can you feel the vibe? <laughs> I was like, no. But you ain't like hotline. It's five in the morning. I. Hated. That was yo, you you he tripping, said tripping. sex, way yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that last talk about sex, baby? Last talk about you and I told you I hated stuff. So, Britt, he like, said, let's talk about bubbles in the tub <laughs> and let's talk about making love. How could you not? I hated it. All right, my thing is, I like stuff like, <laughs> like if somebody is going to sing about sex or something, I like it when like Bjork do it. She was like, Bjork be like, there's rocks in my uterus and I'm ready to uh, drop them. That sounds absolutely <laughs> be like, painful. I'd be like, period. <laughs> <laughs> no, Art, did you like when Pleasure P was like, I did you wrong? Mm-mm. I love that. I hate I wanted Pretty Ricky gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really like though? Marcus Houston's naked. I hate. Oh my gosh! When he performed that at the concert, he had like he was behind like this thing, and he like took his underwear off and threw him in the crowd, and everybody was screaming. And I was like, I don't like that. I think he's Jehovah Witness now, but don't Good. quote me. I feel like I heard that somewhere. I hope he is. He's like, I never let him. I hated this. I used to I, go to sleep to that song. I'm gonna listen to it on our way. Well, when I get home, because I'm afraid you might listen that. <laughs> I hated stuff like that. But like, I hated stuff like, look at my biceps. You see this? I'm dripping sex. I loved it when I was a kid. Like, I don't know. I I was dramatic though. Like you but got it if, bad. Oh if I did like if I if I did listen sneak and listen to something about sex, it was like Trina Lil Kim. See, that didn't register for me because I was like, I'm still the, but actually we're still the exact same way in the sense where like for me, sex gotta be like, <laughs> it's gotta be like, oh, I didn't know we were gonna have sex. I would put the silk sheets on. Me, I'd be like, I'd be like wrestling, sex, same thing. Y- y'all punch each other in the mouth. <laughs> you spit out blood. Be like, oh, I love you. Like, With me, I, I like I take the robe off my shoulder and like look over. <laughs> I'm, I'm shy. I'm scared. I hate. That's the only song I did. Like Maxwell, when was I loved it. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful because of loving basketball. Yep. That's what I want. Every time I have sex, it has to be like that scene. Well, they was taking each other's virginity, so. You don't know if she was <laughs> taking his. He was taking hers. But with that being said, it's like that each time for me. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd be looking, like, nervous. I'd be like, because also, like, all right, here's a tip. If you want to, sometimes, if you want to have really good sex, you have to fucking <laughs> pipe a nigga head up. Okay, make him think that you just like coy and you shy and like, oh my god, like you really take you. Oh my god, you doing this to me? I don't do it for every nigga, but if he deserve it, I really will pipe his head up like that, and they perform better. So it's really it's for me too. So you're welcome. You're mine, Santonia Brown. Been in the pen for all this time. Came out married. I'm about to go to jail just just so I can come out with all right this terrible joke. But seriously, like how you come out married? Was he like also? Was he a pen pal or something the whole time? Was he? I hope he was sending her stuff. If he was, I hope he was too. Because the her like um like her, one of her representatives have confirmed that they are married, but they have not said anything. However, he's changed his Instagram picture to a photo of him and her. So maybe it's nothing wrong with them. Maybe communicating for years or some time now. And then they came out and decided to make it official. So I, I just hope- don't like his hair shape. No, I don't. But, you know, I hope it's a happy, healthy relationship because she's been through enough, and I just want her to be happy. 
Like, I just want her to be happy, and she has a book coming out, so I can't... I want to cop. Like, I definitely want to read. And, I'm um, so happy. Get her some money. Like, support the book. Get her some money. Um... All right, let's time. It's time to move on into the sunken place, and we're kind of short on time, which is crazy because I did all this research for this really, really like kind of shorter sunken place. But you know what? We want to put in the sunken place people who kill themselves when they know they did something wrong. Like I know that sounds absolutely insensitive, like completely aware of that. But this is all inspired by the recent Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Epstein uh, suicide and if you don't know by now uh, Jeffrey was a multimillionaire financer quote unquote playboy who was recently he was a he was a fucking pervert for real for real all those titles and stuff are way too good he was a professional rich pervert which most of them usually are Um, he should burn in hell he should burn in fucking hell which I'm sure he is right right now with some gasoline draws on sitting next to fucking Ted Bundy. But the thing with him is uh he was re- he was like charged years ago for like you know soliciting an un- underage girl to have sex, just known for being a creep, known for like always being around young women, and then recently he was uh actually uh convicted of like other sex crimes that inc- pretty much was like a drug uh, uh, like a sex trafficking ring. Okay, so it's like girls as young as 14 have been molested because of this man. So he had tried to pretty much commit suicide um, a few a few weeks ago because he was just arrested in July, like July 2019. So he tried to commit suicide uh, one time and he was put on suicide watch and he was released off suicide watch. When a prisoner is off a suicide watch, there's uh, this rule that says every 30 minutes he needs to be checked on. The night he committed suicide, that did not happen. So the guard was not on duty. And this fucking coward who probably had people believe that he held a lot of information Mm -hmm. about other high ranking people who participated in this. And now all the secrets have kind of died with him. And that sucks. Uh, It sucks when these people who know they do something wrong get that out to kill themselves. It's got to be another fucking pervert than those are two. Oh, oh no. And I'm sure, you know, and we don't know all that the FBI know. They could be right on their heels. They probably just needed him to seal the deal or something like that. But I just hate when people do stuff like that and then they want to go out and kill. Don't stand in it. Same with these mass shooters. Yeah, you fucking uh, pussy. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to kill myself. Like, it grinds my gears. I recently heard of this serial killer named Israel Keys. Okay, now Israel Keys is the worst type of person, in my mind, a real-life monster because this was a serial killer that was found out of chance. It just so happened to be a really, really good um, officer who noticed that this man's plates were off. So they decided to run his plates. And from that, they realized that there was actually, I guess, you know, a hit or people actually looking for somebody who drove a similar car. By speaking to the man, pulling him over because of his tags, he started realizing in his backseat he had shit like ropes and gloves and all the things that a serial killer might have. They brought him in. Somehow they got this man to start admitting that he did kill the girl that they originally thought he killed. And what he did was so sick that I will share with you off the mic because okay. it's triggering. Mm-hmm. But um, he said, you guys would never be able to connect me to all the things that I've done because I have killed people 
with no motivation at all. The goal was to never have motivation. So what he does is he puts he what put kill fuck? kits all over. So there are all these different kill kits. Like he would just plant one somewhere, and he was an opportunist. So if you were walking down the street alone and you were near one of his kill kits, you he said he has killed and raped men, women, no matter the race, no matter he has no type. And he said that's the thing. The thing is not to have this motivation so nobody can kind of create a trend. And he was like, there are a lot of people out here that you think are missing, but I have killed them. And nobody would never be able to link me to them. This nigga fucking committed suicide. Okay? So now all his secrets have died with him. And the fact the reason they know he's not just being like other serial killer, pretending like he's so like a big bad wolf, uh-huh. because number one he was able to tell details and show where people were buried and the cops were like, what? Are you kidding me? We would have never found this on our own. So it was like when you get these prisoners in jail that hold these secrets, the most you can do is actually hold them accountable. Yeah. Watch they asses. Just fucking watch ever, them. And that's why people think it's like conspiracy that like um, that he was killed by Bill Clinton or something like that. <laughs> Or, yeah, because they think that Bill Clinton was, like, part of it, which is insane. Um, and I was reading this po- this article about, like, just jail-slash-prison suicides. And um, it was saying that in jail, pr- uh, suicide is the le- leading cause of death. But in prison, which is more long-term than jail, um, suicide is not the number one. It's, like just natural diseases because people live there for life. Mm. But they were saying in smaller jails, people tend to kill themselves more for whatever reason. And it says many inmates weren't checked regularly, usually every 15 to 30 minutes because of the staffing shortage or inadequate training. So I don't know which one it was with these guards, but they have been suspended and one has like resigned and they fucking should because now so many people are not going to get justice because they didn't check every 30 minutes. You're not going to tell me that a a jail or a prison in Manhattan with this fucking high-powered nigga didn't have nobody watching him. Like, like, what? And, like, he was, like, okay, fuck all the other people that was in there. He was the one people ass should have been on. Yes. He was the one. That's like letting Bill Cosby do some dumb shit. Like, so uh, not to show preference or whatever, but just, like, their their situation is a little bit different. They have people who could possibly want to hurt them more. So it's like, even if it's just to protect their ass long enough to get to trial, you need to be watching them. Exactly. So I'm, like, enraged not just because he didn't get a chance to be accountable, but, it, I mean, it sucks for the victims that they didn't get the justice. Like, it sucks because there's so many stories that are untold that aren't told and i hope that this isn't the end of it like i hope that they have so much more information and they keep pushing but he was a a, like a vital piece to all this and he fucking kills himself because somebody didn't check every 30 minutes like y'all didn't y'all gonna tell me y'all ain't had the resources really our criminal justice system is a motherfucking joke it's a fucking clownery, love. And they got a nerve to want to make prison an industry. Y'all niggas can't even check on people on suicide watch every 30 minutes. My fucking mom does suicide watch. Like, are you... Her job. Do you understand? I swear to Like, I have jobs where I don't even be taking them that serious. But then, somebody can give me this little-ass responsibility. Like, hey, can you make sure this person to get this piece of paper because it's going to go with a, um, a bill that we got to pay. I'm fucking on it. Yeah, like I had to put fuck- me on suicide watch, which I'm not leaving. <laughs> Period. 
like, suicide watch? So I'm like, oh, your ass is going to be held accountable for what you did. Exactly. You're going to be held accountable. And the fact that he has not, that it just bugs me. It bugs me so bad. And it bugs me that he decided to be a coward about it. If it's not a conspiracy to be continued. All right. So now let's move on into common senses. And this week we're actually talking about a really fun and lighthearted topic. Thank thank God, because our last segment was very heavy. So yeah. suicide is prison, prisoner suicide slash serial killers and sex trafficking. Not everyone's favorite. No. But... One thing that is our favorite is television and media. Yes. So, like, one thing I feel like we really, 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 like, connected on from the beginning of our friendship is just, like, the same movies that made us happy, same characters and shows. But with that being said, we've also put each other on to a lot of shows and movies, and we watch different things, but we watch a lot of the same things. So it's different for us, though. Like, it's not just about, like, oh, I like this show. It's also about, like, this has helped me with my development. Mm-hmm. And also, like, growing up as a, like, person of color, have, seeing yourself in these shows, especially as a kid, like, I know a lot of people, excuse me, this is not to say that representation does matter. It does. But what I want to say, sorry, I keep on wanting to burp, but what I want to say is that as a kid, um, all I knew was, like, this person is a person. Like, I never was like, oh, this is, like, you know, even though in my I wasn't used to really being around, like, I wasn't used to being around white people because my house and, like, where my neighborhood was primarily black and, like, only knew of, like, a few white people. Um, this is before I had transferred and went to my school that was, like, um, mixed. Um, all I had was TV and I never, like, saw, like, I never looked at TV and like, oh, why isn't this? Because also, when I was a kid, I liked a lot of black and white TV. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I would watch I Love Lucy. Me too. Um, the Munsters, um, Adam's Family, Bewitch, like, stuff. I love Bewitch, too. You know, my, I, ever, I Am Genie. Did mm-hmm. I ever tell you my mom was named after Bewitch? No. Yeah, that's what she named after. That's adorable. Because my grandma used to say That's um, cute. So, um... I, like, would watch a lot of stuff that was, like, I'm black and white. So, like, I guess it never really registered to me. And, like, I was like, oh, these are characters. But a lot of these shows and this stuff, like, made me who I am. And, like, um, like for instance, like, Lucille Ball was, like, the first, like, f- like really, like, hilarious woman that I've seen mm-hmm. on TV. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, she's so funny. And that shaped, like, a lot of my humor. Of course, like, I watched, like, the Amanda show and stuff like that. But, um, like, growing up with, like, my grandma, I would watch, like, TV Land and stuff like that. Or Nick at Night. Yeah, Nick at Night. Um, but um, what we wanted to say this conversation is like um how do i word it we were, we're saying, saying how tell okay so i have a few like bullet points here for us to go over and the first one was like about television um and media representation yeah but first we wanted to talk about like the shows that changed our lives so you mentioned a few like i love lucy and the monsters and adam's family yes and like both black and non-black and it don't have to be just and like, also TV. like Wee's um playhouse mm-hmm. 
um what else um like the Parkers. Parkers was a huge one. Um yeah, Parkers definitely was a huge and one. And I for I me. try to think about what about the Parkers resonated with me so much because like I look at my life and I look at the lives like the show on the Parkers thing with you and I don't see really many similarities like besides the fact that I'm close to my mom. Yeah, that's what it was for me. I think because when I was younger, it was just me and my mom and I look me. Me, my mom, my grandmom. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that show. Um, fuck, what else? Yeah, you know, it was really funny. Just like what you said. Yeah, like, just, it was just anything funny with funny shit. women. Funny women got to me. Like that's yeah, what got same. to me. Uh, also, Ace Ventura. I used to be obsessed with. Jim Carrey when I was a kid. Like, that's who I, like, resonated as. I was like, this is who I want to be when I get older. Like, I was obsessed with Jim Carrey. Yes. Um, also, like, Blue's Clues, um, oh, yeah. stuff like that. Um, what the fuck is that other one? Um, Allegra's Window. That, but also, what's the one with the, the one that had the, the black man and the Asian lady? Out of the box? Yeah, out of the box. You know what I used to like when they used to... <laughs> they yeah. did that thing with their hand. I said, fuck it up, fuck it up. <laughs> yes. It was like Tony or something. Yeah, and also oh. Gullah Gullah Island. Remember the farewell song they used to sing? Yeah, that it was shit like, goodbye, farewell to you, my friend. I used that to be song. sad as shit listening to that. But, like, honestly, I don't like goodbyes anyway. Like, seriously, anybody who tried to leave my party knows I don't like goodbye. Please don't, do, <laughs> don't ever leave. But <laughs> that song used to make me so sad when I was a kid. Really? Did that make you sad? No, I'm like next show. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I used to be like, no, I want, I wanted that show to go on forever. <laughs> I wanted it to go on forever. But go, you were saying Gullah Gullah Island. Yeah. Think Gullah about Gullah. how fucking huge that was, and it, it makes so... it makes you feel lucky to be born in the '90s. Exactly. There was a show about the Gullah Gullah Island with these black Caribbean people who are a healthy family and a fucking frog. <laughs> Benya Benya fucking Polly Wally. Benya Benya wouldn't been nowhere near my child. Let's just put that out there. I saw one episode. I was watching rewatching Gullah Gullah Island and the kids. <laughs> oh no, I was watching it right and the kids looked weird. This is so creepy. The kids was talking and then the camera zoomed out and Benya Benya was in a tree staring at him. <laughs> No, Lenny, so I was trying to tell Lenny, I watched my little brother, Lenny, that I watched it a lot as a kid. He's like, no, this is some freak shit. Like, I mean, this is some freak stuff. Like, why would y'all watch this as a kid? This giant frog watching these kids. Why they talk? Binya, Binya, fucking Pollywog. Binya, Binya, Pollywog. <laughs> no place in that home. <laughs> he, he had, if I can change anything, it was that I can go. Uh, I also like the fact that the mom had the braided bob. <laughs> that was that shit yes also like with Gullah Gullah Island think about how much you learn like I learned so about so many different like uh, African festivals and stuff like that like I can remember one episode where they were on the stilts and it was like some uh, uh, kind of like a Caribbean festival going on and my whole life I wanted to be that girl like in a drum line or on the stilts and my mom was like yeah it's ain't getting on those stilts but it just it just taught us a lot of pride very young. It did. And, like, I never, like, I just was like, oh, like, this is just so cool. Like, I yeah. never was like, I don't know. I never thought of it was like, this is a black field. I just of was like, this not. is, I was like, this is nice. Like, I just, like, really, like, liked it. It just made me, like, happy seeing it on TV. I think, though, with kids, we don't necessarily think, like, oh, Doc McStuffins is black, and that's why I like her. Yeah. Like, you just... 
would have liked her regardless, but it helps a little bit when they look like you. For example, there were so many white things that I watched. Like, It Takes Two with Mary Kay Nashley and, like, you know, The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan and all these, like, really, really white movies that I I was fine with. But I can remember when Brandy was Cinderella and how that felt. I was obsessed yeah. with it. And it, in my mind as a kid, I was obsessed because look at Brandy. But then I grow up and I'm like, you know what? How healthy was that for me to see this mm-hmm. black girl with micros, this dark-skinned girl with micros as Cinderella? How healthy was it for me to see Whoopi Goldberg in the sister act? How helpful was it for me to see Tia and Tamara? Because that show was different from Boy Meets World. Yeah. And I love Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. But Tia and Tamara gave us that it's gonna be the bomb and like that black experience mm-hmm. that one on one with her and her dad having this healthy relationship mm-hmm. and me and you both being like two black girls who are very close with our fathers like mm-hmm. I just related to that so much more because when as I was growing up and I was going through my life in middle school what I was seeing that that it takes two wasn't going to cut it no more Lizzie McGuire and stuff like that that wasn't going to cut it yeah. for my experiences so I, as I get older it wasn't enough like I needed Raven like mm-hmm. I needed that stuff so that I can see it you know? I think when I got older that's when it was like especially when I started getting into stuff with like hair like for instance because um, like I grew up like being obsessed with, like, stuff that was, like, spooky and, like, goth girls and, like, girls who, like, wore pale makeup and, like, stuff like that. And, like, I remember, like, probably, like, middle school, high school when, like, MySpace and, like, scene culture was, like, you know, big. And, like, I would try to do my hair and a certain wouldn't, like, look like how Mm -hmm. their hair looked. And I would be, like, the fuck? Like, or, like, um, even, like with, like, the black, like, goth community and stuff, when it's time to, like, do pale makeup and stuff like that, and I'm like, that just look, it don't look right on me. Like, how do I, like, that's when I would, like, you know, look at all these people that I looked up to in movies and stuff like that, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, the clicks. I'm like, fuck, they're not black. Like, this is just so different, and the stuff that they, you know, do and how they navigate, I, you know, it's a little harder for me to do that. And it's crazy because, like, even, like, now recently until, like, a few years ago, I'm realizing, like, how to navigate being a black person who is, like, into alternative culture. Because growing up, all my idols and the people that, like, I was inspired by don't look like me. Yeah. No, definitely. And, like, what you were, like, just going back to the hair. I went through that in a different way because, like, I am somebody who has always been really fascinated by beauty advertising. So when I was younger and a Garnier Fructis commercial would come on and you would see this girl, like, I remember this, the song and everything. But yep. you see it by dun 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 And you see, like, a girl with bouncy hair turning around and they're saying this will help with moisture. This will help with bounce. This will bring your hair to life. And I go put all that sulfate in my hair and it feel like a damn, like, hey. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Or then I remember bedhead. Like, you know, you fall in love with this packaging. Oh, yeah. And then you have to realize, wow, this is in every supermarket, every writer that I go to, yet it's not for me. So what's for me? Oh, motions. Oh, um, organic roof simulator. No fun commercials. Yeah. No fun packaging. Just this is what's for me. And, like, I, through television, like, that's another thing I want to talk about. Like, yes, it did teach us a lot about, like, family, 
um, relationships because we, for us, like especially love and stuff like that and our humor, that's what t- TV taught us a lot about that. But I also want to talk about the ways that it kind of set us up for failure <laughs> in a way because that advertising and that idea that like, and say by the bell, right? Mm-hmm. There was the one black girl, what's her name? Um, the really pretty Lark, Lark something. Yeah, I know you talk about. Or just not just in that show, but in plenty of movies and shows like uh, Xenon. Mm-hmm. There was just Raven, the one black girl. Um, and you kind of got used to that token. And the way television made it seem, it was like, okay, it, w- it would be no differences if you were just the only black person in a group. You were always a sidekick. But it made it like... Even if you were the sidekick, that person would still be your friend. They would understand you, and it'd be completely okay. And oh, yeah. obviously, it's not. Her name pe- was Lisa in the show. Yes, Lisa. It's not everyone. It's not television's responsibility to examine everything, but it would have been nice if somehow I knew that I can't just go up in a white friend group and be the Raven and be perfectly happy and have my own little black life. Like for some of us, that is really unrealistic. And I was so confused about high school and college being these places where you know I would go and date and. That wasn't my expectation. and we I mean, that wasn't my uh, experience. That was my expectation, but that wasn't my experience. And we even had a listener write in and say that because she sees this representation on television and she's not experiencing it, she feels like there's something wrong. Yeah, like on Nez is Classified, the only person we had to fuck, uh, was Cookie. Yes, <laughs> fucking Cookie. Like, who was honestly, I love Cookie. Don't me get too. me wrong. And honestly, some shit. Sometimes I felt like that. Yeah. Or most, like, yeah, just, that's just how it is. But I feel like TV taught us that we're supposed to be dating, that, that we're supposed to have a hot guy that we lust after and the mean girl who gets him instead and maybe he'll come around or we'll realize that our dorky best friend slash Gordo, I'm literally <laughs> talking about Lizzie McGuire, is our loved one, like, is our is our mate and that's how we make it work. But I'm like, that wasn't what high school was like for me. It As a matter of fact, I got maced in high school. <laughs> and the SWAT team had to come in <laughs> and break up a fight because parents beat up students. Oh, yeah. So it's like, Iconic. you know, in some ways, I'm like, damn, I should have been looking at Lean On Me, realizing that that was what my experience was going to be like. <laughs> then same with, like, college. You start seeing American Pie and stuff like that. So you be like, oh, when I get to club, it's going to be like Asher Roth song. I'm going to be fucking taking jello shots. Somebody going to be sick. Fucking tequila <laughs> out my belly button. Then you get there and niggas is mad, unaccepting to you. Or they think that every time you go to somewhere, they're like, hey, can you twerk or sing Nicki Minaj? If not, there's the door. Yep. So it's like, in some ways, that expectation from TV fucked me up. Yeah. That's why, like, I'm so happy with TV now, especially with stuff like Insecure, like how Issa yes. Rae is a fuck up. Because, like, that's something that got me when I was younger. It's like how everybody, like, the black girl was, like, the smart one. Or she was, like, always the perfect, like, you know, straight A, like, something like, for instance, like, um, I loved Susie, but I just couldn't relate to her, like, from Rugrats. I just I could, couldn't. I related to Susie. I because Susie wanted to, Susie. because while Susie was really, really perfect in a way, Susie, we needed that earlier on. We needed that earlier on to go from no representation to the first represent. In my opinion, the first representation yeah. we have. Also, like that, Susie protected from the bully, and I could see myself 
as a Susie in a space yeah. where there's an Angelica around. Yeah. Like, you're not going to bully these babies, and you're damn sure not going to bully me. So I did like Susie for that way, for that reason. Definitely related word to Phil Lou. Or their mom, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> Phil and Lil Mom was funny as shit. Phil and Lil Mom, definitely me raising my kids with my gay husband. <laughs> Literally me. I'm definitely Charlotte. <laughs> I love Charlotte. So, no, I probably would be Didi, like reading books No, and you shit. definitely would be Didi. You mind? You de- People thank you, Charlotte. Yeah. Be you Didi. <laughs> I know. Me and Ryan are Didi. <laughs> Ryan was Didi. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, like... That kind of stuff, like, fucks me up. Because I also, another thing, like, especially when I got older, like, middle school, high school age, I started getting, like, really rebellious. And there was, like, barely, in, like, movies and stuff that I watched, there was barely no, like, rebellious or, like, messy, like, black girls. Yeah. Um, And, like, even so, like, I love the craft. And I love Rachel True's character in the craft. Um. But she also wasn't like, safe. yeah, she wasn't like, you know, messy. Like it, was she it was the yeah, beginning. It was yeah, it wasn't. But I was excited to see her. Yeah. just in that space. Yes, like I was so excited to see her in that space. But like, it's like if they would have took like, you know, like Nancy's like personality and put that into Rachel True's character. Yeah, I would have been like. Is you, this clicking? You probably would have passed out if I, they did that. I probably would have lost my fucking mind. But I think that's why Get Out was so big for us, too, because we talk about all the thing, ways we were misled. Like, But then you start seeing things like Get Out and Black Panther, and it's like, this is what I dreamed about. I dreamed about this these movies where we don't know for a fact, oh, uh, well, the, that one black person is going to die. Or like Kelly Rowland, dumbass, and Freddie versus Jason, where she sacrificed herself. That killed me. Mm. That, even as a child with no terminology for the racial landscape in media, like, that was like, you really give your life for this white person? Freddie wouldn't think about your ass. Jason wouldn't think about But you were like, come on. That fucking killed me. <laughs> anyway, back to the positive. Like, seeing things like Get Out where black people are in these spooky roles and just really, I just feel really good about the space that we're in. Being so inspired by media, like, you know, a lot of my human relationships, family dynamics, all these really great things. But the negative impacts, I can definitely see it being less of that for my little cousins and for other, like, uh, black women, black little girls, because TV is just so different. And we, parents and everybody else are just forcing, like, cartoons to have characters that aren't straight. They're forcing us to have characters who aren't all white, who are this way, who are that way, who are having them to have parents that are both uh, having two moms, having two dads. And, like, that's what life is like for people. So why shouldn't they see it? Why shouldn't they know that my experience is not abnormal? Yeah. Well, actually, Cartoon Network is doing a good job of that. That's what I'm saying. They're doing fantastic. Same with Disney Channel. Like, I think they're doing great. And I think that, like, just with the document stuff, it's like they're really set. It's a positive thing is what I'm saying. Moving forward, it's only getting better. And when we start contributing to TV and media, it's going to be better. You feel me? Exactly. Because, like, I was even – because, like – my whole goal was to, in college, always write my characters to be, like, a piece of me or, like, to look like me. Because I I know some people are like, you know, it's not my job to do this, but I absolutely feel like it's my job yeah. to 
make like the stories of alternative black kids be heard because that is a huge part of my identity and I cannot deny it. Like when I come into a space, when I was a kid, when I was younger, when I would go to concerts and stuff like that and I went in the space, I felt like I was different. Mm. When I looked around and I saw like one other black kid in there, I would like make it my job to like wave to them or like smile at them because I felt it. Like I felt like I was the only one and like the first like like rock concert I went to I remember I was like a little nervous um but I did go with one of my friends who was white um but I felt safe with her and I felt like nervous like oh my gosh like I'm in this space like this is so different for me like I'm used to going to like B2K concerts and like <laughs> I'm like at this fucking concert where people are, like doing fucking spin kicks and stuff but like I ended up having like a great time and even like now like sometimes like if I go to like a show um, I get like nervous because I'm like, oh shit! Like sometimes you know you're gonna like, be looked at. Yeah, and it like, but now I see more black kids than I did when I was younger. So that makes me um like feel like, oh, this is great. Like I don't feel like such a like outsider. Um, but yeah, I everything that I want. Oh, also, someone to say. When I was younger, I got really, when I started realizing, like, people didn't look like me and doing stuff, I started really getting into Bollywood mm. movies and stuff because they were brown people. And I love musicals. Yeah. So I'm like, this brown people singing and dancing, sign me up. And I didn't have cable. So I used to watch AVS, um, the Asian variety show. And I used to watch, like, Bollywood movies. That's awesome. No, I another weird random thing when you were talking about like watching older shows, it started making me think about how I went through this phase where Good Times and Different Strokes were my favorite shows. You, I love Good Times for whatever. Good reason. Times used to annoy me. Didn't I tell you that? I just liked. I like uh, time stamps. Like I love watching shows from the seventies and like watching Golden Girls from the eighties and just seeing. Like, it's different when a show is set, taking place in another era versus when the show actually is. And just seeing what they eat for breakfast and what they're talking about, you know it's a representation of what's happening and in the, the world. And the wallpaper. The wallpaper, the blankets, the quilts, the, like, with Thelma, how she had, you know, Florida made her prom dress versus her buying it, which is what we do now, which is back then moms used to make, even my grandma made my mom's prom dress. Um, and just different strokes. I was obsessed with Gary Coleman when I was a kid because, <laughs> like, I just was. I thought he was so fucking funny, and I just wanted just I wanted more. And I was so obsessed when I found out like it was a tragic ending for the um the one who played the sister. Something happened to her. Either she committed suicide or she had an OD. Yikes. Yeah. Wait, what's this on different strokes? On different strokes, yes. I wasn't really into different strokes like that. Oh my god, what you talking about Willis? Fucking took me out. That shit used to irk the uh, fuck. What do you mean. hate about things that make other people happy? <laughs> <laughs> Serious question. You about oh everyone else found joy, fucking hated it. Um, no, that shit used to end up like talking about Willis <laughs> and doing that look. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Um it was like that was the time of the eighties, like Every little Timmy had to have a punchline. 
and I would have punched the shit out of little Timmy. Okay, well, that's how television <laughs> influenced us. Let us know your favorite shows and how television influenced you. Hopefully, it didn't make you want to punch a child in the face. <laughs> but I was a kid, too. But you're not a kid now. And you just say, <laughs> I know, I was saying as a kid. So, how you feel now? Oh, I don't care. You don't care? I don't. So if a little child walked into you and said, what jokes, Brie? I am like, shut the fuck up, dog. <laughs> That's so violent. It's so bad. I said, if a child. Why would you what? say that shit to me? What you talk about? You don't fucking know me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. That's why they want to know what you're talking about. I ain't talking about shit. Mind your fucking business. <laughs> yeah, mind your fucking business, dog. That's real rude, yo. Mm. I really set you up in that question. You did. And you failed. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Just like I thought you would. <laughs> and I'll fail again. Trash. <laughs> Trash-ass individual you are. All right. I'm ready to go fucking home. I'm be honest with you. Usually around this time, we just get into the studio. But at this point, we about to leave. And I I'm need to go home. Because I got a, a wild ass leave. All right, y'all. So don't forget <laughs> to email us, blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. On on Twitter is BLK Girl Brunch. Okay. And on Instagram, Black Girl Brunch. Yep. And follow me on Instagram at it's Frankenfem. And then on Twitter, Frankenfem underscore. You heard. And you can follow me on Instagram at Imamate. Follow me on Twitter at it's Matei. And you know the rate review thing. Can y'all please do it? Y'all been doing so good. <laughs> Please keep it up. Thank you. Also, again, Spotify, Apple Pod, Apple Podcast. <laughs> I said podcast. Um, <laughs> Google Play, and what the fuck is the other one? I don't know. At this point, everywhere you listen to podcasts, we should be available. Period. But if not, you know at least the biggies. Spotify, okay. Spotify, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and wherever else. So yeah, that's it for us. You guys have a fantastic week. Goodbye. Peace.